are in the, I would say in the midst, I don't know if we're in the end, the beginning, uh, we're taking this week by week, but over the last uh, month now on Sunday mornings, we have been doing uh, a, uh, a series called No Limits. And uh, we've done four weeks now. This is our fifth week of our No Limits series. And when we say No Limits, what are we talking about? We're talking about not God being unlimited or putting no limits on God. We're talking about the limits that we put on God because we have limits. And so we're talking about removing our limitations or how God challenges us to remove our limitations. We talked about um, the limitations that come when, when we start following him. The first week we talked about the, the three men in the scripture that said, we'll follow him. And Jesus said, you know, what about your comfort? What about your family? One guy uh, wanted to go deal with his past. Uh, then the next week, um, uh, we had uh, Bishop Wright came and talked about uh, some limitations we have. We've talked about what he, uh, limitations, no limits when God says no. We're okay with God as long as he's agreeing with us. But we find that when God says no or tells us stop, that's a limitation for us. Because a lot of us stop right there. Um, and then, uh, we've, so we've been talking about this. So this week, um, I want to challenge you with, uh, some things to, uh, that the Lord has been doing, um, in our life, but also, and I will say this, and hopefully you'll, you, 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 you believe this. I am not an expert. My wife is not an expert. We're not experts. In fact, more than that, we're students, we're disciples, we are, we are learning this as we go along. Um, and uh, I will say, in sharing things sometimes, we share them not because we have done them perfectly or have the fullness. We share them because we've seen patterns that God has done over periods of time that if we can share with you the pattern and principles that maybe you'll be able to recognize those things in your own life to get to the conclusion faster. Because again, God works by patterns and principles. And we've learned over the years, individually, collectively, as we have joined together here in our marriage growing with God, but also individually, that once you start to see the pattern and principle in God, then you can, uh, then, then the, the clarity of what he's doing becomes, uh, becomes uh, more precise, even though it doesn't necessarily make it easier. So uh, let's start if we can. And I talked about this when we were talking about the life of Christ. I want to read to you a scripture this morning that I guarantee you when I read it, everyone's going to go, I know this. I said it before. Part of this is Philippians 4.13. But I want you to read it because there's a couple things I want to uh, challenge you with today and that we're going to talk about here as the Lord leads that you can... Uh, um, let the Lord speak to you. Philippians 4, and oh, just because it's so good, let's start with verse number 4. And I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. That right there, we could stop right there and just, that's a, a whole... Message in itself. Yes, just, just those words. We can actually just read those words and stop, close up shop, and you just can read that. Be anxious for nothing, 
Not the point of today, but I am, it's absolutely amazing to me how much fear and, and, and anxiety that is in our world. And I wish, I wish you could say it was COVID related. COVID has just revealed, in my opinion, the underlying breakdown of so much fear and anxiety. And what's even crazier, not to get into this, I don't know why I'm saying this, but it's, it is what it is. It's amazing for a society that is so paralyzed by fear and anxiety that some of those great, the, the most popular genres of movies is fear and horror. It just shows sort of the interesting psychology that we have as human beings. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, everything means leaving nothing out. Everything doesn't mean the hard stuff. Everything doesn't mean the big stuff. Everything means everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace, once you've done that, once you've said, and the peace of God, which surpasseth all understanding or is superior to understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. To be frank with you, verses 6 and 7 are some of the most powerful and revelatory verses in all of the scripture. But also too, no, I'm sorry not no. to deviate, but going back to that, it's really true. By prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, because it's so true, because you were just saying that, and it's, we put it into application, we put it into practice, is when you really give it all to God, everything, leaving nothing out, there should be peace that washes over you that even though it may not change your circumstances, nothing may change. Your bills won't get paid. Your, there will still be pain in your body. There is a supernatural, and it's supernatural, supernatural. It's not natural. Peace, assurance, confidence that comes over you that tells you everything is going to be okay even when it doesn't look like it so if you go to prayer and you don't have that you still haven't fully released I don't know why that stuck out to me so maybe it's just for me but there have been times I'm like okay God I've given it to you and I leave and I'm still frustrated or anxious or worried or stressed and I'm like okay God apparently I didn't leave it all at your feet because when you truly go to him in prayer and supplication and you give him everything there should be a peace that comes upon you that confidence that assuredness that he's got it all under control and I will tell you nine times out of ten your your circumstances so sorry your circumstances will not change but you will have changed mm. your perspective will have changed now sometimes they will but more times than not and I'll just maybe speak for me I don't all of a sudden in an instant see everything changed. Whatever it was that was worrying me, whatever what was ailing me or whatever. But there is, a, there is a peace that comes over me that is supernatural that lets me know that I can keep going on. I don't have to lay there or I don't have to sit there or stress about that or whatever. And I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to deviate off mm. of that. But making that point, that's how you will know is when the peace comes over you. So don't stop praying until that comes over you. Don't give up. Release it all to God because his peace will wash over you. And it is supernatural. It is not a natural intellectual thing that all of a sudden 
you're going to get this, oh, everything makes sense. Okay. It's not intellectual. It's supernatural. So I'm sorry. It really I wasn't is trying a, but, to deviate from that, but, but it just, that's so high, highlighted itself to me. But it really is what you're saying and to kind of help someone out here to kind of challenge you even further. What you're really identifying is a limitation within us because God is limited by our limitation of giving these things to him. So the old timers used to call it praying through. Praying through what? Well, praying until something changes, not in my situation. I think that's sort of the, what you're saying is the true revelation of it. Well, I don't pray until something changes my situation. And we go to God. I know I have. Oh, that's true. I've gone to God in prayer <laughs> where something's not working out or something's affecting me or where I'm like, okay, my, my motive is to go and pray until it changes. <laughs> and so I will pray in frustration and, okay, God, I'm giving you this and fully expecting the reason I'm going to him is for it to change. Well, he doesn't always change it. And I leave frustrated and then I accuse God or accuse the word, well, you're unfair, you don't work. Because this, I, I, I don't have this. This hasn't, when really it's about giving up control and saying, here it is, change or not, I give it to you. And there will be times he changes it, but there will also be a lot of times he doesn't. And, but the peace doesn't set in until we let go of it and give up control. But saying that, and I say that because I'm yeah. implicating myself, is when I go to God in prayer, my motive sometimes isn't, okay, God, not my will, but thine be done. It's, okay, God, I'm going to you because I need you to fix this. I need you to change this. I need you to do something. And in the particular season I'm in right now, there's a lot of times nothing's changing. And either two things can happen. I can just say, okay, not my will, but thine be done, which takes an, a dying process of control, of wanting my world to be fixed and right and justified. And, or I can get angry. I can accuse God. I can accuse his word. I can get resentful. But that really doesn't help me. And then I just start a downward spiral of eventually unforgiveness and then I completely cut off all source of hope for God to do anything. And so I'm sorry, I was not that's trying good. to deviate off of that's, that. But that's really but identifying. Uh, I think many of us can testify in saying that we go to prayer for a change when really that's not why. And probably this... Or at least I do. No, and I say probably this point right here is probably more rel relevant to most of you watching today than a lot of theological things we could pull out of these verses. Because the relevancy is to this, for most of us, is we're probably dealing, the majority of us right now are dealing with one aspect of our life that we want to change. Whether it's oh, our condition, our surroundings, our job, family, something. And how in the world can you live, and we're going to get to this in a minute, this is the point of what we're talking about today, the limitations of not letting your surroundings and your circumstances dictate God's working in your life. And Paul alludes to this in a little bit uh, when we get to that. 
But I think the relevancy to all of us is the fact that, especially in this last year of just chaos, really, that uh, in case you haven't figured it out, it's not over yet. We're not done. I know things are changing and, you know, states are changing and this is changing. But in reality, it's not it's not over yet. This We're not through this season. And a lot of us have dealt with so many circumstances and then you add just everything else we can relate to this but in finding peace in all of this is really getting to the point and and to be frank with you you can't put a time limit on it i think that's the point i go well i prayed for a few minutes i gotta be frank with you there's some days five minutes not gonna cut it (laughs) and i hate to break it to you there's sometimes five hours is not gonna cut it there's going to be times where you're going to have to spend some persistent amount of time day after day of pushing through, pushing through, pushing through until you can get to that peace. So if you don't have peace, I'm going to say this boldly and, and, and confidently, and if, just listen to what I'm saying. Don't get offended because it sounds like I'm being hard. I'm not. If you don't have peace, it's not God's fault. Oh, I, that might be too strong for some of you this morning. You haven't had your coffee yet, but it's still truth. If you don't have peace, it's not God's fault. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule. So if the peace of God is ruling, that means God and his peace are sitting on the throne of my life. You've got one throne in your heart. God doesn't play musical chairs. He doesn't try to knock you off. He doesn't try to wait for your chair to open up so he can sneak in there. He has to be invited, and you've got to get out of the way. And i got to be frank with you, some days flesh doesn't like to go down without a fight. So when we talk about, when Paul says, I've come to, through, notice this, I'll read it again so, you, so, you, so you, we get the context. Paul says this, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. Why did he not just say by prayer with thanksgiving, but he added the supplication part? Supplication is meaning there is something beyond just my prayer. Oh, dear God, help us. Oh, Lord, I'm going through something. Oh, God, I need you for peace. Supplication is a is a deeper feeling, a burden, a, 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 a calling out of depth to you through prayer and supplication. There are times in supplication you can't even form words. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, we don't know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit of God maketh intercession for us with groanings that can't be uttered. There's sometimes there's so stuff weighed down deep in your heart that's so intertwined inside of you, you can't even articulate to God or anybody else the feelings. And all you do is open up your mouth and it comes out as groanings that cannot be uttered by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request. This is major. But some of you right now are, 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 you're at the breaking point. And we talk about peace and we talk about all this stuff. And you're like, yeah, I don't, I don't have any of that. Well, it's not God that's the problem. You haven't taken time, said it earlier, we'll get to this in a minute, to come to the end of yourself 
or you haven't prayed to the point where you've been able to release it. I, I be frank with you, Peter. First uh, Peter says, "Casting all your cares upon Him, be cared for you." I, I got to be frank with you. There's some days I cast, I got glue on my hands because I throw, <laughs> but it's stuck to me because I'm trying to get rid of it, but it's not releasing. There's some days I got to go and address the glue, fear, worry, doubt, all these things that are keeping these things, and I can chuck all I want, or I, I call it the boomerang effect. I throw, but it comes right back. I got to keep throwing. You're laughing because it's true, right? You throw. You're like, I'm releasing it to you today, God. And in about five minutes, that thing goes... And it smacks you back across the side of the face. You're like, wait a minute. I threw it. But it kind of came back. So what do you do? Not in five minutes. Oh, there's, yeah. I was being generous. seconds it's yeah. back. Wow. Yes. And then what do you do? I try, so me, going to figure this, I try to throw it harder. So I throw it harder. It just makes it a little longer before it comes back. There are days, to be frank with you, I do that all day long. We've shared with a lot of you. We've shared with a lot of you the principle of casting. And I've heard, well, I cast. But, you know, you're kind of alluding to it, you cast. But you're kind of saying it didn't really work. Well, I'm sorry. Let me shake all my magic fairy dust out of my Bible this morning. Because I can maybe share. There's no fairy dust in this book. This is not magic. It's not... um. Uh, cast your cares upon him. Hum. That's why Paul said through prayer and supplication. That takes effort. It takes concentrated. There are literally days, to be frank with you, I've told, I've told this, my wife has told this to some of you about casting. Honestly, if I'm up, let's say, uh, I'm going to give, I'm gonna give some, some basic math. You know, you sleep about seven hours a day, six hours, uh, six to seven hours a day. I wish, God bless all of you who get eight. May the Lord be with you. Um, but you're getting that six to seven hours a day, some less. But let's just go with six. So you're up 18 hours. And I, I, I am not exaggerating. There are days where it feels like every five minutes. I'm saying, Lord, I give this to you. Lord, I just want to let you know I'm giving this to you. So let's just, that's, uh, that's, that's. Um, how many times, let's see here, 12 times an hour times 18 hours, a math. So that means there's some days over 200 times. And at, by the end of the night, I'm exhausted. And I get up the next morning, it's still there. It's not magic. But to give them hope, it does. <laughs> now that they're completely depressed. No, because there are seasons we go through. And yes, especially depending on the situation, it's like my husband said multiple times every day, but the more you cast it, the more you give it, and it may come back within a minute, it may come back within five minutes, it may come back, but then the more you keep doing it, you'll find, okay, it went an hour, and wow, it wasn't on my mind, it wasn't weighing me down, and then that hour it'll come back. Okay, God, I'm just reminding you, you are in control. I don't put my hands on this. I trust you with it. I give it, I cast it upon you. And then it will be a few hours. And then it'll come back on hour four. 
So there is a progression, but you have to keep, and there are, and my husband said it, there are days. It's like five minutes, but if you stay grounded, consistent in what the word tells you to do, it works. It really does. And it gets better. It's not like this all the time. And there are seasons that are more difficult than others. But if you keep casting it, the time distance gets farther apart mm. and it works. And then you figure out, wow, I went an entire day and I just thought about it that one time. God, thank you. Yeah. I know you have it. I know you've got this. And so to, I was just meaning because, yes, there are days True. you're going to have to. It's on your mind. But the in it, the minute or the instant that it comes to your mind, okay, God, I'm giving this back to you. I'm trusting you with this. I put it in your hands. You are in control. If you decide to change it, thank you, Jesus. If you decide not to and I'm supposed to live with it or I'm supposed to walk in it, Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord, because I know that your word says all things work together for my good. And your good and my good may not be the same definition, mm. but I'm trusting and I'm believing that your good is a good I may not know of, but I know and I trust in what you, in how you've led me. I've come too far. And for some of you, you've come too far to give up and to quit now. But you use all of those past steps that God has walked with you, that has God has led you through, through, not exempt from. He's walked you through to remind you, okay, he made it, he helped me back there. He helped me. So God, I know, I trust. And it takes faith. It does. I believe. I believe, God. Your word is true. I believe you're working for my good, even though I can't see it, even though I can't feel it, even though everything I, that looks around me is falling apart. I know and believe you are my heavenly father and you're working for my good. Because even as a parent, I know you and I have used this analogy so many times, and I'm sorry, I'm deviating again. No, you don't need to we're ever on, have on, me on here. We're on. We're on the path. But as a parent, and God has... Oh, man, he speaks so much to me as I teach and train my children. But there are so many decisions as a parent I've had to make for my children that I've had them look at me with tears streaming down their face going, you're a mean mom. You don't care about me. You don't love me. How could you say no? How could you let this happen? But where they are in their development, they can't see. They can't see that my decision is so that they can make it to year 18, 20, 25, 30, 45, 55. They're looking at their eight-year-old reference. They're looking at their 11-year-old reference. They're looking at the, they don't see what I see. They don't see a 37-year-old woman who has wisdom and all of this. They, they're looking at their perspective with where they are. And the, even if I was to explain to them, like I'll tell my children, if I can explain it where they can understand, I have no problem explaining it. But when, why explain it when I know that they can't comprehend mm. it anyway? And there's so many of us that are walking, and I'm sorry, I was That's not trying, don't, ha don't have me on here next time. But there's so many of us that are wanting God to explain why. And if he explained why to you, you wouldn't understand it anyway. Mm. Because the word says his ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And so there's so many of us, of us, and I say us, that are walking through things, that are going through things, and we don't know why. 
and there doesn't look like there is an end and there doesn't look like there's hope and there's frustration on every side. There's so much that's going on around. I mean, just with COVID being here and the uncertainty of COVID and those who've gotten COVID or those who've gotten the vaccine and is it working or is it, there's so many uncertainties and our world is falling apart. Brother against brother, sister against sister, friend against friend. There's so much. And we go, why God, why? But we're looking at our perspective. We're looking at where we are and we're not looking at the heavenly father and what he sees. And if he did explain it all, that there is a greater purpose, we may not be able to understand it anyway. And so that's why we got to go back to our faith. We got to go back to our trust and look at where he's brought each and every one of us individually in our own lives and what we've walked through. And if this is your first time ever hearing this and you don't know anything about Jesus, or if you've been doing this for 65 plus years, we're all on different journeys. But I believe that if this is your first day or if this is your 65th year, God can start right where you're at and lead you and guide you. But it's going to take faith. Mm. Yes, it is. Not everything can be proven. Hmm. Not everything can be proven. Not everything can be explained. And that's the thing so much about human nature is we want everything to be explained. We want everything to make sense. We want to be able to intellectually be able to understand and comprehend and therefore that's it unfortunately with god it does not work that way and it takes faith it takes trust and he leads us and guides us and some things can be explained but some things it can't mm. but that's why we got to go back to okay okay god You've led me here. Okay, God, I'm going to step out on faith and believe and trust that I may not have the answers. I may not know, but I'm going to believe you anyway. I'm going to trust you anyway. Even if my greatest fear has come upon me, I'm going to trust and believe you anyway. And I've got to say for my personal self, the times that I have let my faith speak, I have let my trust keep me walking it got better it never got worse but the times that I fell on my own intellect the times I felt on what I see around me because that's what we that's what we gauge by is what we see well clearly things aren't going well because look at it unfortunately with God it doesn't work like that it's the things the things that we see are temporal as the word says, things that we can't see are eternal, are forever. And so that's why it's amazing how God wants us to look by faith, by what we can't see. Because that's the real, and I'm so sorry, I was not trying true. to take everything. Don't have me again, I'm serious. But I believe it, the Lord is talking to someone today. It's because you're wanting to understand why. But he's wanting you to trust and believe in him even when you can't see even when you can't feel, even when everything looks like it's coming against you. And so I think this is, I know because I think the Lord is trying to, I got, again, you know what, just in case you're new here, you don't know how we operate. We don't operate with a script. We don't operate with a set agenda. We really we literally came on here with one scripture and we want God to speak. And the challenging part, but the rewarding part about doing this, the way we've been doing the last year is when we look at you, we are standing at a camera. We don't know who you are. 
uh, we're assuming that someone's watching, um, but we don't know. We have no idea. We don't know who you are, where you are. We don't know the list. God knows every individual watching today. And I say that uh, because I believe the Holy Ghost is speaking to somebody right now. You mentioned something a few minutes ago, and when you said it, it, it hit me about the way we deal with our children. And our middle child, we've been going through some challenging challenges with her and some things in her life. And you and I were talking to her the other day, and you said something that when I when it, the Lord brought it back to my mind, and I really want to hear some. I'm telling you, somebody needs to hear this in the Holy Ghost. God has kind of deviated. Uh, he got didn't deviate. God's going. We're just walking with Him. So I, I don't think God's changed anything. He knew this. He knew what we were going to be doing today before we started. But we made the statement to her. She's 11. And I can't remember if you made the statement or I made the statement. But when you were talking, the Lord brought it back to my mind. And I believe that you might have said it to her. But we were talking. She's 11. And she's, you know, she's struggling. There's some things in her life. She's got to grow up a little bit. She doesn't want to grow up. Some responsibility. She's battling through some things in her life physically. You know. All this kind of stuff. Um, it's her first first year of middle school. There's a lot of stuff happening in her her 11 year old world that's messing with her 11 year old world. And you made the statement to her when you're trying to push her, man. She's she. I know if she's watching today, she's probably going to be like, Dad, you were talking about me. She was not having a good day. There was a lot of uh, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, when she <laughs> to give a little context, she's. We're having to help her with something, and yeah. her way of dealing with it is not to deal with it. Yeah. Just to, well, I just eliminate that. Get away with it. You know, this yeah. is this is what's going on. We'll just eliminate it, yeah. and this is going just eliminate it. Yeah. And I said to her, sweetheart, you can't live that way. Yeah. You can't cut everything out and think that you're going to grow. You're going to have to learn, because and I. I if I'm a bad parent, forgive me. But I teach my children, even with Jesus, life is a challenge. Life is hard. And if every time there's a challenge that comes to you and you, you just want to give up and quit, you're not going to make it. Right, but you said to her, if I eliminate this problem, yes, then all you're going to do is open a door for a new thing to take its place. Yeah, there's but always going to be something. The thing you said to her that resonated was, I'm not... Fighting for the 11-year-old. Mm -hmm. I'm fighting for the 30-year-old version of you. Because the 11-year-old version of where you are doesn't understand why you're doing the things you're doing and why you're going through what you're going through. The 11-year-old can't comprehend. But I'm speaking to the 30-year-old version of you. And I'm speaking and I'm fighting for the 30-year-old version of you that... When you get to 30, you're going to look back at me and go, Mom, thank you that you didn't let my 11-year-old self sabotage my 30-year-old woman. And can I tell you, somebody, I feel the Holy Ghost, somebody needs to understand, God is not fighting for your current version of who you are. But God is working in you for the version and the person He has called you to be. And so your 11-year-old version just wants it to go away, wants to quit, wants to put it all. But God, but God sees the end from the beginning and he's 
building you for the 30-year-old version of you, not the 11. I'm not talking about age here. I'm talking about he calls the end from the beginning. And God is not bound by space and time. He's not living in the moment. We judge things in the moment. But God doesn't see the moment. God sees the end from the beginning. So God's already standing next to your 30-year-old self. But looking, you're looking at your 11-year-old self and God's like, listen, i got to take you through some things right now that you don't understand. But I can't explain it to you, like you said, because there's the things that 11-year-old, we couldn't explain to her. She didn't get it. Well, we have, and yeah. she doesn't understand it. doesn't help it. her. It doesn't help her. Mm -hmm. We're like, okay, honey, here's why we have to do this. And she's like... But also, too, the explanation <laughs> of it doesn't eliminate the process. Oh! Just because even if you do understand it, and I've told my kids this, Okay, yes, I'll explain it to you, but it's not going to change the fact. You're going to go through it. You're going to do it. That's the way it's going to be. So even if we want the explanation of, okay, why am I doing this? It doesn't change the fact that we're going to have to do it anyway. We're going to have Absolutely. to go through it. We're going to have to walk through it, whatever it is. So even for some of us that, okay, I'm not going to do this until you explain it to me. Like the explanation is going to make it any more easier to walk through <laughs> or to go through. And so I've like, even with my kids, I've explained it. And I've ultimately told them, okay, now that I've explained it to you, you're still going to do it. It's not going to change, and it's not making it easier just because you understand it. And they're like, I know, Mom. So on that course as well, it's – sorry, I deviated. No, no, just, it's, but that's but the it's... point. So some of you right now are pulling the old, but God, just tell me why, and I'll be okay. And he's like, that's not the point of this. A, number one, if I tell you, I'm not going to get you out of it. And B, if I told you, it's not going to make it better. you got to look unto me, the author and the finisher. finisher. I'm the one who authored this, but I'm also the one that's going to finish it. There's no way. I said this last week to the small group we're in. There's an old song we used to sing in Sunday school. It went like this. Building up the temple, building up the temple, building up the temple of the Lord. Brother, won't you help me? Sister, won't you help me? Building up the temple of the Lord. Then it said, it's so wide, you can't get around it. Did I get it right? So, so high. high, you can't get over it. So low, you can't, you can't get, get under it. it. You gotta come in at the door. I know it's about a little kid song for Sunday school, but that's really where things are sometimes. God says, you know what? This is so important. It's so big. I'm not gonna let you get around it. You're not going to be able to get over it. You can't dig under it. There's one way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And so right now I'm telling you, we're, God is speaking some, to something to somebody. He's not taking you what he's taking you through for your current self. He's taking you for what he's taking you for where he's making you to become. And right now it doesn't seem like it makes sense. Why did he ask Peter to get out of the boat? Why would he ask, why did Peter get out of the What was the big deal about that? Because Jesus wasn't dealing with a fisherman turned disciple. Jesus was standing right there on the day of Pentecost when Peter said, men and brethren, repent, be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That same guy was the same guy in the boat, but Jesus had to deal with things in the boat to bring him to the point where he proclaimed the gospel on the day of Pentecost and ultimately be the one to carry the gospel to the Gentile nation. So all of this, don't let your current situation limit you. We've got to know limits one way or the other. Your current situation limit you 
from going beyond where you're at. And you know what we do? We, we, we pull the old kid, kid move. Well, I'm just going to pout and stop. Quit. That doesn't fix. My wife said it. Some of you have come too far. You've really gone through this and sacrificed to this point to give up now? Really? Yeah. Should have gone given up 20 years ago. Why sacrifice now? Why? And God forbid now you get offended with God because things aren't going the way you want them to go. I mean, my, my, the point is true. And every kid does this. Man, our kids are like, there are days they don't understand. They think we're the worst parents because we haven't given them ice cream today. They're the, we're the worst parents because we didn't give them their way. But we know what's best we know what's best as a parent. And as a parent, you're fighting for that adult version. That's the problem with a lot of parenting today, not to get into that. But a, parent, a lot of parents are not trying to raise adults. They're just trying to raise happy kids so that the parents aren't bothered. So we got kids that grow up that aren't mature and are running around with no ability to adapt to life. My goodness, I, I, we, our gener we have, we're dealing with generations that are so weak. One little thing, and I'm not talking about legit injustices, legit things that are happening. I'm not diminishing that. Right. But my goodness, you can't, you got to be careful how you look at somebody nowadays because someone gets offended. I think the picture God's trying to paint to someone today, that God's really trying to hone in on it to somebody, is that He's bringing you to a point. You may not be there this morning, but He's bringing you to a point. Where there's a life of peace that is superior to understanding. But you've got to get beyond that. But notice, superior to understanding. The answer does not come from getting the understanding. The answer comes from getting peace. And when you get peace, you don't really even need the understanding. Yeah. And so when we're talking about our kids and I don't know, something hit me so strongly when you were saying that. God is not ver God is not fighting for the current version of you. This 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 flies so much in the face of our mentality, our American mentality, especially that everything in life should be comfortable and easy. And we try to make it that way. God is fighting for that version of you he's called you to be is it easy no are we are we trying to tell you today that this is simple and easy oh lord no as we said earlier today we are not experts we are fellow uh laborers in the journey with you because as much as we say all these things it doesn't make it easier in the morning when we get up and have to put them into practice But the Holy Ghost is encouraging and challenging you today. Are you going to look at it? Because let's just go a little further. But what does Paul say? Let's finish this up. He says all this, right? Paul says, be anxious for nothing. With everything in prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be named unto God. And the peace of God, which surpasses 
all understanding will guard your hearts and minds to Jesus Christ. And then he continues. Doesn't stop there. Finally, brethren, what if things are true? What if things are noble? What if things are just? What if things are pure? Whatever things are lovely, whatever things have a good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly. Now, at last, your care for me has flourished again. Though you surely did care, you lacked, but you lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in regard of to need, for I have learned. There's the word. For I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased and I know how to, be, how to abound. Everywhere in all things I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. So i got to be frank with you, not to knock the people who use this, but that's not a cool verse you get tattooed on your body. That's not a cool thing when they interview after you score the winning touchdown. You know, how did it feel to score a winning touchdown? I just want to give thanks to my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I can do all things through Christ and strengthen me. Paul didn't say that for you to score a touchdown. Paul was saying that because he was saying, you're going to have moments of high. You're going to have moments of low. You're going to have moments where you feel like you can tackle the world, but you're going to have moments where you feel like you want to quit and give up. And you've got to learn in whatever place. Notice the word there was learn. Learn, right? And what does the word there learn means? Let's look it up. Just to, The word learn means to learn by use and practice. practice. By use and practice, meaning if I'm practicing, I'm not always going to get it right. I'm learning by use and practice to be content, meaning there are some days I'm probably not going to have the best attitude. There's some days I'm not going to be, the best of me is not going to come out, but I'm learning. And Paul said, I learned through use and practice to be content. Notice this. This is the progression. Right? We love the strength of God. Right? We love strength. We love that verse. I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Give me the strength. I love the strength. Bring it on. Strength. I need strength. Strength. Oh God, today, do you not know what we're going through here? It's 2021. It's hard out there, God. Give us strength. Okay, let's go back and let's look at the steps. Number one. In everything. Through prayer and supplication. You got to start off with be anxious for nothing. Step one, meaning you've got to give fear and anxiety and worry and doubt. You've got to give that to God. Be anxious for nothing. Why? Because he's in control. You're not. And how do I do that? Through prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto him. So you let your requests be known unto him and then you release it. And then because of that, it opens the door for the peace of God that is superior to understanding to guard our hearts. And once that happens, I learn how to meditate on the things that are pure and just and are right. My mind, as Paul later said in another portion of scripture, that, that uh, 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 um, bringing every thought into captivity. I learn how to bring every thought into captivity and I learn how to have my mind meditated on praiseworthy things, things of virtue. 
And once that happens, I can then learn how to bow and how to be a base. And every state I'm in, I can be content. And contentment sounds like something easy, but it's a process that you have to get to. Because contentment is, to me, is a fancy word for saying coming to the end of yourself. Our biggest limitation in God is not the devil. Our biggest limitation is not our brother or our sister. Our biggest limitation is not our circumstance. Our biggest limitation is the thing that looks us in the face every morning when we stand in front of that mirror. Our biggest limitation is us. That's it. And it's all of us. All of us. Every one of us. Our biggest... I'm determined. The devil's not what's... It's not, it's not the thing that's going to keep you out of heaven. Circumstance is not what's going to keep you out of heaven. I, I'm amazed over the years watching people who, come, who came from the best of circumstances seem like have the biggest struggles. And there's some people... Some of you. You've just been straight up through hell. But man, what God does in your life is amazing. So it won't be circumstances. It won't be the devil. The thing that will keep us out of heaven is going to be us. And so Paul's saying, I've learned to be content. I've come to the point where I've given up control, I've come to the end, and I can be content. And contentment is where I'm finally able to... I don't want to write the correct word be to accept. But contentment is accepting things as they are, knowing that... Your, at, your, atti your attitude yeah. and your spirit of basically what in the moment. Because um, I know for me, I'll just speak for myself. And if I can say this as a disclaimer, I only ever use myself not to talk about myself, but to share with you that we're learning this right along with you. So we don't sit up here as an elite people like, oh, we've just learned it all. No, we're walking this. And as he's teaching us, we want to teach you. And so as he's showing us how we can apply it, we want to share that with you. So when I, please, I hope you guys understand because I always so worry I miss, um, I misunderstood. I don't get up here whenever I'm able and just talk. I don't ever want to talk about me. But the Lord has taught me I mean, because you think about that when you're going through things and it's, and I'm talking about things that it's not just a day of having a bad day of, okay, in whatever state I'm in. I mean, you think about that. I've learned to be content in whatever state. And I've not only in my own life, but I've talked to people where their states, the state that they're in has lasted more than an hour the state that they're in has lasted or that I've been in has lasted more than 24 hours. The state that we've walked through has lasted more than a couple months, has lasted more than a year. And so when you think about that and you're like, okay, God, you wake up and just with COVID doing the same day, feel like it's Groundhog Day every single day where God has challenged me in whatever state I am in at, an, at any given point in that day. To be content, to be, okay, God, content meaning my heart and my attitude. When I wake up for the 375th day of the same thing over and over again, 
Is my attitude going to be the same as far as is it going to be, okay, God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for pain in my body. I thank you for the fact that I have to deal with this spouse that you've given me every single day where they mistreat me and they, I'm not talking about him. I'm just using that. <laughs> Praise God. That was not you. Thank you. <laughs> but no, I was very blessed with a wonderful <laughs> husband. But, you know, God, thank you for the fact that I struggle every month. Not because I choose to spend my money on stuff I shouldn't be, but because, you know, you haven't, the funds aren't there. And so I have to, I always have to struggle financially or whatever it is, God, I want to be content. I want to have the right attitude. I want to have the right spirit. And yes, unfortunately, those states last a long time for some of us where it's, you wake up for another day and you're like, okay, I got, I got past yesterday and I did a good job. You know, I got to pat myself on the back. I had a good attitude, you know, good motive, all that. And then you wake up to day 4,982 and you're like, is it ever going to change? Mm. And for some of us, I believe it will. But so many, when you talk to people and not only just myself, but I, when I've talked to people, it's like, you know, I just, we're making it through. What if it's not through? Yeah. What if it's in, not through? Because there are some things in our lives God will not change. Mm. And what, and he's telling me this. So I'm not preaching to you. Unfortunately, I'm preaching to me. Mm. What if there is no through? What if it's in? And right now, I don't have a word that it's going to be through. I am being told it's in. That I'm believing my faith is saying there's going to be a through. But just like John the Baptist, what if it's in? What is my heart going to be? What is my attitude going to be if he never changes the state I'm in? That's what God is talking to me about with to be content in whatever state I'm in. Not what I'm walking through, not going through. If I can keep a good attitude just for that duration of that time, just so I can get on the flip side. No. Mm. What if? Whatever state I'm mm. in. And for some of us, he's not going to let it be a through until we get to that point of, okay, God, if I'm here forever, if you never change my circumstances mm. and I have to deal with this every day, mm. not my will, but thine be done. Mm. There are some days I get a 100%. There are some days I get an F. Mm. Because even me, I look for the next day of, okay, here's my day. You know, it's, oh, I'm through. I'm walking through. I can make it through today. And God's like, nope, in. Nope, in. Nope, in. Nope, in. But God, nope, in. But God, no, in. But God, in. If he never changes, and trust me, this is not easy. Huh. Are you kidding? This, this is not easy. There's some days my attitude's good, and there's some days you can I'll pull my all of my kids and my husband up here. Y'all can testify. It's it's not a good day. But this is what he's teaching me. 
in whatever state, because so many times we want to talk, we talk about going through, oh, going through it. I'm going through. What if he's not going to let you go through? Will you be able to believe him? Will you be able to trust him? Will you be able to love him? Will you be able to be thankful? What's going on in here? And trust me, this is not, this is not little stuff. This is, this is the crux of it all. Because our world doesn't teach this. Our world talks about our lives being comfortable. Trust me, I'm not judging. I want my life comfortable. I'm not some elitist that I'm like, oh yeah, just put me on through, Jesus. No, I don't want pain. I don't want suffering. I don't want hurt. I don't want to lose everything. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be without. I don't want to be in need. I don't, no. We want our lives comfortable. We don't want to feel all that. But unfortunately, What's his will? Hmm. What's his so will? True. What is his will saying? What, and we all have our own path. And we can't look at that one's path. We can't look at that one's I've done that. Oh, well, how come they get it easy? First of all, I'm not that person. That looks easy to me, but what if that for that person, that's their hardest trouble spot. But for me, because that's not me, that's why God says don't compare. This is what God's talking about whatever state I'm in. And it was, it was so challenging to me. I was praying the other day and I'm sorry again, this is not to talk about me. My God, I would rather be on the other side of this camera, just sitting and listening to this one. But I believe God's talking to somebody. I was walking in one of my moments, trust me, I don't have these spiritual moments very often during COVID, but I was talking to God and I said, Lord, I just thank you for your strength. And so many times when I say that, I think of God, and he does at times, just pour strength into me. And I can just feel my body, just feel strength in my mind, my spirit, my heart. But all of a sudden, I thought, it was like the Lord said, yeah, I'm strengthening you. Not strengthening where I'm empowering you. I'm strengthening you by all that I let you go through. For every test for every trial, for every uncertainty, for everything that comes your way, that beats you down and you stand up and you get knocked down again and you stand up and you get knocked down again and you stand up and you get knocked down again and you stand up to the point you're like, do I even get up? Where God does strengthen us. From one standpoint, he does empower us. But another standpoint, he strengthens us by what he allows us to walk in or through. And I thought, wow, God, I've thanked you so many times for strengthening. And we look at tests and trials as, you know, always through a negative, but a lot of us, he's as going back to what pastor said, he's strengthening us. He's teaching us. He's by what we walk through, by what we face. And yes, it's not always, it's not always going to be in. So don't lose hope. Don't, oh, I'm going to always be in it. No, but he may keep you in it until you get strong. So stop looking for the, okay, I'm done. I'm done. Cause he's going to keep it on you. He's going to keep it on you because you're getting stronger. He's strengthening you. He's making you strong for whatever's coming, for whatever is coming ahead, whatever in that moment. So don't get discouraged thinking, I mean, it's just going to be the state I'm in. No, but in that, while you're in it, 
Be strong. Allow it to strengthen you. Allow him to do the work while you're mm. in it. And while you're in it, it will bring Be you strong. through. It will make you strong. Don't give up hope. Don't quit now. Don't throw in the towel. For some of you, you've come too far. Mm. You've fought through so much. You have come against all odds that have come against you. Don't quit mm. now. You're being strengthened. He's not a bad father. He does, hasn't forsaken you. He hasn't told you. He, does, he hasn't given up on you. He hasn't left you. He's in it with you, but he's strengthening you. For whatever lies ahead. Not that it's going to be worse. But he's working for your good. Stay in it. Whatever state I'm in. No matter if it's good. I'm living in abundance. Or I'm living in hunger. And I've got nothing. Father, you're good. Father, you're... And trust me. I'm talking to me. Because I'm in home right now where it's... Bam, get up. Bam, get up. Bam, where it's like, I don't want to get up. I'm down. I'm done. God's like, nope, get up. I'm making you strong. Get up. I'm making you strong. Get up. I'm making you strong. Some of us just don't want that type of strengthening. Mm -hmm. We just want, okay, let me raise my hands and God just empower me. And he does. For some of us, yes, he does. But for some of us too, we all go through different seasons. While this might be your empowering where he just pours it in, for some of us, it may be bam, down, bam, down. But each time you get up, you're getting stronger and stronger. And then whenever that time comes where you're going to need that strength, you got it. And he's going to remind you, hey, remember when you thought I left you? Remember when you thought no one was there? When I didn't allow this person or that person to talk into your life? Where I didn't send this person? I didn't have this, but it was just you. I made you strong. It's because of me. You can do all things through me because I strengthen you. Don't quit. He hasn't left you. He loves you. What you're going through is not because you're being punished. He's strengthening mm. you. Jesus name. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus name. Joshua 1 9 Jesus. says, be strong and courageous. Don't be dismayed. Fear not. Someone God has spoken to you today. He's strengthening you, not the way you think, but he's strengthening you. He's taking you past your limits. You've reached the limits of your ability. So for God to move you past your limits, he's got to strengthen you beyond what you're capable of doing right now. But let me give you the contentment test. Here's two ways to check to see if you're content. Number one, as was said earlier before, contentment is when you stop praying for things to change. You know you're content when you've stopped praying for them to change. Philippians 4 starts off with, pray about everything, with thanksgiving, supplication. Pray about it. But once you've done that, let it go. Move into peace. And how do you get through that? Then you have contentment. Because contentment is when I stop praying for things to change. And the second 
commitment, the contentment test is when you've taken the through off the table. Boy, if you didn't hear anything God spoke to you today, hear that word God spoke to somebody today. Somebody needs to take through off the table. Maybe that's our no limits title for today. Taking through off the table. You can go through. Oh, everyone, I can endure anything. You know, for, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Yeah, but he didn't, he had to accept there may not be a through. You've got to accept the fact, what if there's no through? Am I still willing to be in this situation? Once I get there, I unlock the power of contentment and ultimately opens the door, as was said earlier, to strength. It's not, oh boy, I can feel some of you rising up. Uh, I, I'll do it if I could just, no, I'll do anything if God will promise me this will, this will last for a period of time. Doesn't work that way. You've got to be willing to say, God, I will do it even if this never changes. God, my, my, I'm in pain today. God, I pray in Jesus' name that you heal me of this pain. And I give you thanks for that. But if you never heal me, I'm going to keep walking. If every day I walk is a step of pain, I'm not serving you based off what you do for me. I'm serving you and living for you because of who you are. I'm not doing it for the through. Take the through off the table. Father, you have spoken things today that only you know the, the effect of these things. We have felt your spirit speak through us. I have felt your anointing as it's been spoken here today. But Lord, only you know the hearts and lives that are being spoken to today. Only you know where they're at. And God, you are speaking to so many of us about things that are going on in our lives specifically so, Father, I pray today that the spirit of revelation would open up our eyes that we can see and know and understand and hear. Lord, you know that you're dealing with these things in our own lives. We don't speak out of perfection. We speak because we are learning to be content in everything we do. We're learning, God, through the situations with COVID and other situations that you're currently using in lives that we have to be content. And whether it changes or not, that doesn't determine if we're content. Contentment is allowing you to remove us from the effects of our circumstance. So I pray today, Lord, that our eyes would be open, that we can see through the power of revelation what you're saying to us. And we receive it by faith. But more importantly, God, by your grace and mercy, let us apply these things in our life that we can walk in strength. God, we usually pray that you would lose strength in us. But Lord, I pray, God, that, that we would see clearly the revelation of strength that you are giving us today. That strength that is coming today may not be an infusion of strength, but it may be an empowering of strength. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and glory and honor today. Thank you for speaking your word to us today. Thank you for challenging us and loving us enough to speak truth into our life today. In Jesus' name, praise God. God bless you, man. I'm telling you, I don't say this lightly. I don't say this because I get anything from it. But God was talking some stuff 
to people today and you if you are listening because every person I'm telling you there was something that was said today that challenged you now the question is what are you going to do about it the Bible says that don't be simply hearers of the word but be ye doers also do me a favor go be a doer of the word of God faith without works is dead if you know God spoke to you today what are you going to go do about it? What are you going to do about it? Go to small group. Talk about it. Get application. But more importantly, when you get up tomorrow morning, pursue peace and find contentment. And tell God tomorrow, God, I'm taking through off the table. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. I pray in Jesus' name that you were touched and ministered to and empowered by the word today. Thank you for taking time out to be with us. Uh, today we're so honored and touched by you being a part don't forget life of christ series still going on week number three be a part digging deeper on youtube and tuesday talks right at home tonight come join us it's our one year anniversary woo uh of right at home come be with us god bless you and we pray that you have a safe week and walk in peace contentment and strength in Jesus' name, God bless you. See you next time.